welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review and pop culture podcast where we review movies from the past and chat about what we're streaming in the present. I got to wordsmith that so it rolls off the tongue a little better. This week's topic, Ghost in the Shell, released in the year 1996, March 1996, uh, directed by Mamoru Oshii. I think I got that right. Good job. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, it's a Japanese cyberpunk franchise based on the manga series of the same name, written and illustrated by Masamune Shiro. <laughs> um, it's good. Check it out. A lot of Japanese names. I'm not going to hack that. I'm your Time Machine host, Chad. And before we get into our topic of the week, I want to introduce you to my Time Machine co-host. First, he's our haggard-looking, 80s-loving, viral video-watching guru. It's KC. What's up? Yo, please like, comment, and subscribe for some existential terror. And... He's our living encyclopedia of movie knowledge and NES cart collector. He had to made a PS2 game about this, right? Like it would have been, I don't know. It's got to exist. I would, I have never played it. There's a, there we go. There's I knew a it had PS1 to be something game. like that, uh, especially with the timeline that yep. this came out. Yeah, so yeah. that'd be interesting to play. Something, yeah. something complex or <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> womp womp. It's bad. Um, I think you play as that like spider. Are you kidding me? Most of the game. Um, oh my god no it's bad bad. (laughs) and he's our sports reporter mr fish rap factory himself host of the midwest mountain sports report podcast that's jamie i think that last name is ishii thank you quentin tarantino and lucy lou ishii i think so the double i the director's last name ishii because she's oren ishii in kill bill is it already? If I'm not mistaken, is it Oshii? Oh. It could be. Oshii. I do think you double pronounce that I though. Don't take my word for it. I'm just going off a of Kill Bill here. I won't. oh probably. Well, who's Hatori Hanzo? <laughs> Hi, I won't. <laughs> I did take six months of Japanese, so I'm. Uh, but yeah, don't ask me about any of that. I did. It was an option. Did you really? And, uh, at the time, my brother, uh, who's older, took Japanese in high school, so I was like. Hey, this will be great because if I take, you know, Spanish or French or Russian or one of the other options, like I won't be able to get as much help as I would with Japanese. So I took that and then my uh, brother like moved out of the house like his senior year of high school to move in with his like girlfriend or something at the time, if I remember. So uh, then I got no help whatsoever. And I was like, well, I am terrible at this. (laughs) So I didn't uh, didn't keep doing it after six (laughs) months. So (laughs) womp womp. Dang it. Hey, Chad, Tokyo yeah. is on my bucket list. <laughs> Tokyo? <laughs> yeah. Bucket list. You're too old for a bucket list. I just had a birthday, huh? and I'm still too young for a bucket list. So, But I was Happy actually birthday. kind of thinking. It... <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know, earlier, I was thinking of my bucket list, actually, because I was having a uh, panic attack. And uh, I was convinced that I was having a heart attack and was thinking about how we were going to have to cancel the pod tonight and um, that I was going to die. But if I made it through, I was going to live a, a cleaner and more healthier life. <laughs> you were pleading. <laughs> then I, then I realized I was just. I was but just as you're doing it, you're writing down things for your bucket list. 
Oh man, Chad. Exactly. I bet that hurt your heart a little bit. It did. Yep. <laughs> Literally. Wait, so can you you're sitting here, you're telling me you're 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 staring at death's door and then relief subsides and you go, Okay, throw that away, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not... I, please, I got more time. <laughs> please, please, God or universe, if if you let me live, I'll do this and that. Oh, oh wait, no, I'm I'm just having a mental breakdown. Please. Okay, we're good. Fine. I'll give my wife another baby. <laughs> wait, wait, I was just messing, God. Burn this shit. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Jamie fell for that one. <laughs> I did. No, I knew that one was coming. I, I prepared Literally. for that. Just a shot. No in the pun dark. intended. So, hey, now we have a bass player, man. We got lead, rhythm, singer, yeah. bass, and drum. Got this guy I used to work with. I used to work overnights at the Bloomington Walmart. Yeah, it was it was a quite the rough crew, but I just remember this one guy would always talk about his kids. And uh, he's like, I always tell my kids, I should have left oh you on my a mattress. <laughs> Dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> those kids like, did okay. not grow up well adjusted oh, i don't i don't know 1-800 therapy <laughs> all right you guys want to talk about, yeah, some, talk news? about some news what do you got news, 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 for news. news. Uh, i got a couple things on here not a whole lot just want to talk about what's going on in the world of entertainment today so got small story and big story want to get your opinion on some of these, but um, first, I just want to ask you guys: Are you guys excited at all for Moon Knight that starts excited, next? Excited, yeah. Excited is the wrong MCU. word. I guess I don't know. Like this whole phase, I don't know enough about these characters um, to be excited. I guess for it, but the I guess my excitement comes from. I hope they do a good job with things, like always, because even like the Ten Rings, um, the Shang Chi, like. That was a fun movie, and I didn't know anything about that character, and it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. So I'm hoping with yeah. Moon Knight, it's similar. The yeah. trailer doesn't really get me there uh, for the excitement, but I'm maybe that was part of their plan because I think then I am, you know, underselling over, or they're going to undersell and over deliver deliver it, which is really what I would want. I think in the end, anyway. So hopefully it's done well, and so that I'm excited for to kind of so they can continue the phase they're on. But yeah, anybody they brought on board i just don't know a whole lot about and i know they're doing the new uh blade within the next couple of years too like he's hinted at the end of one of these more latest movies and shows um but all i know about blade is well whatever uh wesley snipes taught us so maybe there's more to it <laughs> is there yeah i i i enjoy like with trailers just kind of not seeing a whole lot and I feel like they don't really show you a whole lot. And I, again, I don't really know much about the character, but I did see that Ethan Hawke is also starting in a series. So they got a lot of star power in this one, I would say um, with Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac. And yeah, I wouldn't say excited that I'm excited, but I'm, I'm just really curious. I kind of like the, the right aesthetic, <laughs> if you, if you will, of the, the character, it looks cool. It's kind of like, Batman meets the mummy, uh, like the mummy meets Egyptian like uh, the Hulk or something. I mean, I don't know. Like 
this kind of multiple personality thing. But well, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the, I can't tell if it's just because like the MCU and Disney and like this is like, hey, these are where blockbuster movies are made now, and this is what we do. Like, and that's how we're getting, and or they're just trusting Marvel in what their plan is because they're getting a lot of star power behind a lot of these characters now. So like you like casting Os- Oscar Isaac, you're like sure he's got his own fan base going on, but that I would like to choose to believe that the source material is really good for him to be like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do this. Um, wait, yeah. So I don't know. That's the part yeah. I'm choosing to believe in too. Like either the actors I'm guessing are like where they're going to go with things, or maybe it is written very well where they're excited to be a part of this, um, a part of what's going on next too. Uh, cause what was, uh, I'm trying to think, I can't remember now if it was Marvel or DC movie, but like where Jessica Chastain showed up, I can't even, maybe it was that the last wonder woman. Am I making that up? I'll have to look it up. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. Was it, I don't know. I don't, but, was it one, but it's just another one where like she shows up. And so it leads me to believe that I'm like, oh man. So she read something and maybe it's only a bit part for this, but wherever they're going to go with it, she's excited to be a part of it. Because I also feel like she's somebody that can pick and choose yeah. what movies she wants to do. Oh, you know what it was? It was uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. So if anybody saw that, which I know a lot of people did. <laughs> so she was, yeah, I forgot she was in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, again, and I don't know where they're going to take the X-Men series next. Um, if they're going to continue with these first class characters or start over. But um, I just remember when I heard her name in there, it was uh, kind of exciting to be like, oh, man, if she's joining this, something must be really to this movie. So. Really quick, I, I was just thinking, like, if they bring the X-Men back and like into the C- uh, MCU, I think they need to bring them back like. But without Professor X. <laughs> you know, like he's it's already like died. Yeah. <laughs> Like he like they're around in the MCU and like already kind of like they know of Professor X. They talk to they talk about him in past tense of like we had somebody that believed in us like he's not here anymore. And then just kind of like this somewhat defeated and they need something else to believe in. They're like, well, we got a new crew. We're called. Yes. (laughs) X-Force. Just kidding. That'd be a cool X, tail X side day. of the coin, though. <laughs> X day. <laughs> Xer. Like Vin shows up and he's Xer. like, "Yo, I'm Xander Cage. Do you want to be part of my team?" Triple X. What if? What if? Uh, what if? Oh he my was God. Professor X. This is like badass. Just... <laughs> oh, what an alternate universe! I love this idea. <laughs> I mean, first of all, he's also bald. Second of all, Professor like, Triple X to you. Like, seriously, like, the, in the next Triple <laughs> X movie, if he reprises this role for a third movie, like, how funny would that be? Like, he, the trailer is him rolling up in a wheelchair and just like, Professor, can I get your help with this? And it's Vin. Oh, my God, I would die. <laughs> and then he just... <laughs> Does that make the entire Fast he's... and Furious Oh, yes, 100%. Just stands up and throws the wheelchair at somebody. <laughs> oh my god! He's racing. <laughs> he's racing in the wheelchair. I think they already did that in Scary Movie too. <laughs> Paul Walker is Quicksilver. <laughs> How many people just oh. turned off our channel? What? I really didn't mean that. The I just meant like the 
obviously Professor X is in the wheelchair, but Vin Diesel is in these like hot rod movies. So I would guess my first place I would go would be. Oh no, we got. I think we all got there. (laughs) That's where I took it. Okay. (laughs) I was just saying from our topic of conversation, (laughs) like we went too long and too far with this. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) Conversational podcast. Conversation. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um. Yeah, Jamie or Casey, any thoughts on Moon Knight before we get Anyways, on yeah, to our Moon next Moon Knight. Yeah, it's a Moon Knight. I, I'm, yeah, I, I think Oscar Isaac's going to be good. Um, I think that's exciting. And I don't, again, I don't know anything about the character, but it's either like multiple personalities or like he's the same person through different multiverses. So there's going to be some like weird like psychological stuff going on. And so that, that kind of gets me going. I think that's going to be exciting. I mm-hmm. I echo that I'm interested, not excited. I will probably watch it all once it's all done. Be you know when they release them one by one for however many weeks. I'll start it when they're all released and then binge it at my leisure. Leisure. Okay, I'll let that slide. But I'm telling you, when uh, Obi Wan Kenobi comes out, I'm spoiling that shit episode by episode. You're, I <laughs> as as someone who lives his life many years behind, I am. I don't want to say immune to spoilers, but I they I can't let them get me down, man. It's no sweat off my back. I mean, and here's the thing about dude, Obi-Wan. we gave Jamie he's, we gave Jamie two years, and we just finally spoiled like, I think Mando I, for him. So Chad, but here's the difference: <laughs> Obi Wan is not rotting in the belly of a sarlacc. So that's a show Chad I can scared watch. me into watching the Mandalorian yeah. season two like so fast because I was like, I don't want spoiling anything for me. <laughs> I better do this. <laughs> All right. What's some cool. more? Yeah, I was going to say, what's some more news that Next you got? Next topic. Then we get to our topic of the week. The more news. Uh, Netflix is going to make your parents pay. <laughs> so have you heard that? Uh... <laughs> I like how you went, like, you not your friends that? or your little brother. <laughs> it's But you're not wrong. It's definitely all of our parents. <laughs> right. So, because, right, we, we all share our Netflix passwords, do, yeah. accounts Both with, with our parents, and right? My Right. Or so your parents could Netflix just move in with you. Is it's your call. <laughs> dude, dude, I've I've been a part of that. You don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking uh, of but... canceled, my Netflix account. I, you so know, you... to be honest, I don't watch it that much. I don't watch a ton on Netflix. If I was gonna cut something, uh, it'd probably be that. That'd be one of the first ones on my list i think i'd prefer to keep something like an hbo mm-hmm. um or a youtube tv uh that's that's all i've got right now is youtube tv and netflix and quite honestly i think uh, i'd keep youtube tv over netflix yeah i would agree with you there um yeah and just to get the whole part of the story too like netflix is testing this out in like a couple different countries i want to say it was like in south america or like mm-hmm. i don't know it was it was also testing that. Yeah. If you share, if your account is on like so many devices that they're going to start charging you for each additional one is what it sounded like. And it just makes me think that I've read along for a long time now that Netflix is like carrying a lot of debt. Um, mm. Just a lot of these, like uh, <clears throat> all this content that they're, they're putting out there and producing. And I, now that this makes me think that, Oh, okay. You're really starting to like, pinch for pennies now like you're gonna mm-hmm. start 
I'm guessing like their subscriber base is starting to uh, plateau and they got more I competition that, now. So, yeah, I think this might, I shouldn't say it's not, it's uh, going to fail. That doesn't feel right. But I'm with you that if I were to talk to any of my friends or family and we're like, Hey, we're going to cut the cord on, you know, some, a new, or our channel, like, which would you like to do? And I'm with you case like Netflix would be first to go. I, my brother's been talking about it for like six months. And I think the only reason he's kept it is because my mom's in the middle of season eight of Grey Anat- Grey's Anatomy. And so she's got eight more seasons to go and can't really make mom <laughs> not know what happened to Meredith. <laughs> yeah, but that's on Hulu too, I think though, right? That's an NBC that's fair. property. And uh, so like, Hulu. yeah, just do that. It is. Maybe Disney was really smart with, here's this Hulu Disney ESPN bundle. Go get it. <laughs> so, but with, um, that kind of brings it to the, when we did the scream, um, the stream, a screamcast did. So yeah. Did any, did stream everybody stream? download, uh, what Paramount plus for the seven day free trial just to watch that movie? I did. I'm glad you brought this up. I blew my seven day free trial two years ago for March Madness, the year the tournament was in Minneapolis. Casual. Um, yeah. So I, I had to pay for the month. But yes, James, I'm in there, which is why I will be watching the new Halo series. I don't know if anyone else is interested in that. I don't watch some. Tell us about it go. next week. I will. <clears throat> I'll watch at least one. I'll give it, I'll I, give it that. <laughs> I was not interested until I saw the trailer, and I thought okay. that actually looks really good. They right. had a lot of decent production value and good-looking visuals. I did. So um, I think I did take okay. the most advantage I could from the Paramount Plus trial. Like, I wanted to watch some of the shows. Like, I was interested in testing Picard, and I wanted to watch 1883, but I was so confused by that because I'm like, wait a minute, isn't Yellowstone on Peacock? But... What I guess I gathered after doing some research was they didn't have anywhere to stream it because Paramount didn't have its streaming service up yet. So they leased it to Peacock, and that's why Yellowstone's on Peacock. But season four of Yellowstone and 1883 is on Paramount Plus, I guess. But the only movies that I want to watch were there was the Infinite one with Mark Wahlberg. Um, that's pretty decent. I, I kind of want them to go with the second one in that. And then um, I think an older movie, Robot and Frank, or Frank and Robot or whatever. Um, and then after that, I, there was nothing on there I was interested in. So I, I went on and made sure that it was going to be deleted by time the trial was over. What is convenient, and I'll give it to Amazon on that, it does say, hey, would you like to end now or end on Wednesday when your trial is up? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We can keep it rolling for two more days and then cancel it. But yeah. Usually that's what they do if you cancel. It'll like roll. It'll just say like, okay, you have. Of freeness. Six so seven day free trial, you're on day four. Here we go. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If you cancel and they don't let you finish your subscription out, uh, they have I think they have to pay you a prorated amount. Like you paid for that that period of time. If they turn you off, that means they had to have done that to give you some of your money back. Not with your no, free you trial. don't pay for that'd, like that'd the trial period. Oh, the trial. Sorry, I thought you meant like you paid for a month and then you're like, well, cancel. And they're like, well, okay. You oh, no, I see what you're saying. No, they would. Your month. That's what I you're saying you. with the trial. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because at least or maybe because I do it through like uh, like the Apple TV app, like I'll just mm-hmm. go in, I'll subscribe do like do the free trial and I'll go back and I'll cancel my subscription anyway, but I'll still get that. Maybe yeah, and that was that's I did the same thing for time and it days, did the yeah. same thing. Chill of them. This just makes me think there's going to be a service and maybe we start it 
a service that you pay instead of all of these and you just choose which one you want that month because honestly it's to a point now where it's it's so it's not as it's not there, that much cheaper than cable now there right? used so, to be yep there used to be this thing called cable tv where that's pretty much what you did and you actually got more channels because just the way it was grouped together but mm-hmm. so that's one th- question i was going to ask you guys is like so are we to the point now where cutting the cable has kind of come full circle and now we're paying more for content than we've ever had I, most of us? i don't know i don't know that it's come full circle but what i think has happened is all of these subscription models are following the same model as like a freaking gym membership they want you to subscribe to the things to watch a show, then forget about it and stop paying for it. I yep. think if you were diligent enough and like said, I'm only paying for one thing at a time and you bounced among them, you'd be able to like, you know, bounce to one, consume the things you wanted, then go to another thing the next month, consume the things you wanted. If you were, you know, uh, uh, disciplined enough to do that, you, I think mm-hmm. you could still save money. The problem is they just don't make that easy. You know, if you want to, you know, keep up with the shows that you want to keep up with. You got to pay for multiple multiple subscriptions, and if they're going to start cracking down, like Netflix is is showing that they might. Like, if I um, want to cancel you know, my well, Peacock account, I actually have to drive down to the Care Eleven Studio, which is an NBC affiliate, to, to like, basically, yeah, like go to, <laughs> to the jail. Handwritten letter. <laughs> Serious. That's that's what it's like for real to cancel your Hulu subscription. Oh, I didn't um, even know that. Yeah, you have to like. I had to call. Yeah, you have to call. <gasps> it sucks. Yeah. Oh my god! Never dumb. blacklisted from me. I if you make me call, I'll never use you. That's that's twenty yeah. first that century bef- bullshit. I think that was before the Disney like ad buyout. Because now it's like if I yeah if I just like cancel my Disney Plus bundle, then it gotcha cancels. Well, because bundle, I think but... Casey, you're onto something with um. Oof. I do think like yeah, I think uh, Disney. And I tell me if I'm wrong, guys, if you know something different, but like I was looking at Peacock the other day and I think it said like on there, hey, no subscription necessary. It's this much a month. Cancel any time kind of thing. And maybe I'm not reading the fine print somewhere. OK, and that's I what I wasn't sure, because like when I think about Peacock and just like I was saying with Paramount Plus, I wasn't seeing a lot of content on there that I'm interested in right now. But would I like if I'm, you know, hey, I have this weekend off and it's going to be rainy and freezing all weekend. Would I pay my between four and nine ninety nine to binge a season of something. Like if I wanted to watch Picard or 1883 and then cancel right after I binged the show I wanted to watch, or I mean, I get it for that month. So maybe I don't even have to do it over the weekend, but you know, when I'm actually gonna put some time into a show, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I would totally yeah. pay the four ninety nine or whatever it is. Do my, <clears throat> you know, binge my show with the alarm set on uh, to cancel, or even just hop on the computer after I press play and cancel it right away with, Cancel and then it's like, all right, on the 31st, you no longer have this. I mean, like, thank you, sir. I don't know. I I feel like you're on to something with that. If we can be diligent about canceling the gym until we go, like, I don't need my Planet Fitness, you know, every month, but I'm feeling like, you know, I just watched Fight Club. I'm feeling fat. I want to look like Brad. I'm going to go do Planet Fitness for a month here and I just pay my 10 bucks (laughs) and then I cancel right away. It's just a lot of work. That's why I'm thinking uh, I'm going to go build a service where you pay me and I'll subscribe you to Netflix for one month when you tell me and I'll cancel it as well. So you just push one button in my service. You pay the same price, maybe plus like, you know, 15 cents, right, to make me some cash. 
I'm going to start a middleman service. It's coming. The subscriber service service. Streaming with Casey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm threading the needle here, though, because, Chad, you brought up a good point uh, about cable not actually being as expensive. The problem is where I live, I'm not in any Xfinity zone because I'm kind of in the boonies. So my only choice is streaming or satellite TV, and direct TV is way more expensive. So yeah, I kind of, <laughs> it is, I have to cobble together. So I got YouTube TV, HBO, Netflix, and Disney plus for the kids. But Casey, I'm going to do that. I'm, you know, I, I've, as I've said on the Midwest mountain sports report, I'm breaking up with the Rockies this year. So I'm not going to watch baseball and I can watch hockey on Hulu. So I'm going to put YouTube TV on the shelf and just focus on Hulu and HBO and then see how I feel in the summer. All right. All right. All right. Cool. No. Uh, Did I lose everyone? Okay. We here. I think Casey went to go right, pee. He was the, the one that was adamant about, All not right. adamant, but he was adding a lot of uh, good content to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we get into the topic of the week? Ghost Hell in yes. the Shell. <clears throat> Did you know Ghost in the Shell was released in 1996? And it's an animated this- feature? Somebody this could be the first anime. cartoon movie I've watched that is made by the Japanese. <laughs> I was just waiting for James to call it a cartoon. Oh, then no. You, yeah. No, yeah, never mind. Princess I watched Mononoke. Prince Mononoke with you guys, too. I probably like <laughs> if we rewind and go, let's flash back to that episode. What did James say? Guys, this is the first cartoon I've watched. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I knew <laughs> that's a lost episode. That is a lost episode. Um, no, that's a lie. I think I've watched clearly more cartoons uh, animated by the Japanese or just Japanese animation uh, or anime, as you would call. Um, it's just not something I go to. And so my question would be, Chad, why isn't this just called a cartoon? What makes this so special? I don't know. Like cartoon to me, I always think of cartoons are like the like the, the funny section like in the Daffy paper, Duck, you know, or you're like, saying like legitimately like in the newspaper, those are the cartoons in the funny pages, if you will. The funny page, yes. Um, just anime or animation, I don't know. Just <clears throat> I feel like cartoons kind of makes it to where the the uh, what the what formats or art form of animation like gets kind of put, put in this like, Oh, just for kids corner. Um, so we're, <laughs> I just feel like I always, I love this cause I like to push James because I feel like to you, they're just cartoons where <laughs> Casey, um, Casey just making a beverage. <laughs> Casey, pour them up, pour them up, pour them up, line them up, knock them down. Well, you know that it's a good discussion because I guess my my basic uh, understanding was just an anime would be more of a you know, animated, uh, more realistically, right? Not like a cartoon with more character based things. But now that I say that, there are animes that are you know less realistic, things like Dragon Ball Z. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm not entirely sure what makes an anime other than um, you know it was originating in Japan. I think the themes are a lot more mature i don't think you'd call anything geared towards children to be an anime and i think that's maybe part of it too and i think it's got to be more of a uh 
like more plot driven, right? More like an actual serialized series or a movie or something like that. But I don't know what what other things you think characterizes anime. There's I mean, um there's like anim there's like anime for like all ages. Um Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's Pokemon. So then it goes sure, to yeah. like the, you know, other spectrum. So if it gets to anime, like are we talking like maybe the detail of the animation is a little bit heavier? Because I could say like as far as when you're talking about plot points, um, I think like South Park, eh, some heavy plot going on, still a cartoon to me. No, an- think- no, anime just refers. If somebody tells me like, hey, you want to watch some anime? To me, it's going to be like, OK, I know exactly what style it's going to be. Yeah, I get you. So, OK, right. Yeah. Versus if you tell me like, hey, let's go watch anime and you show me South Park. I'm like, no, it's not anime. Or, or let's say, go watch cartoons. Hey, and you're like, go I'm watch good. Car- cartoons. <laughs> <Except Yeah. for laughs> if I if you ask me to come watch cartoons with you, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> let's go talk to your mom first. <laughs> <laughs> there is fair. an anime episode of South Park, though. Fun with weapons. That's anyone? True. true. Yeah. No way. That sounds like fun. I need to it's check great. that out. It's one of their but best you know, episodes. I, I did a little bit more sleuthing, and I it, there is uh, five, what I'm finding is about four or five important differences between anime and cartoon. The first one uh, sounds, and I'm quoting this from where I'm reading it, it, it sounds pornographic, but it's called a pillow shot. And it's a uh, it's something in Japanese poetry. No, I'm, I'm being quite literal here. No, uh, I know. <laughs> It's it's, t- it's taken from Japanese poetry. They use a what they call a pillow word, a, sh- a word or a short phrase that is essentially just like a beat between scenes. And that's, I think, a big theme that you'll see in anime versus cartoons. And especially you saw that a lot in this film uh, in mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell. Specifically, there were a lot of these pillow scenes, Elevator which were a scene, lot of. Yeah, just showing. Uh, canal I, and... Yeah, the, was it the canal scene? And we can move into the story of, you know, into this too. But the canal scene, I thought, was that the one with the uh, really intense music with like the kind of chanting or high pitched oh uh, kind of yeah. singing? That, that was that. I want to turn that I thought on blew, mute. That blew me away. <laughs> no, dude, I loved it. I, I oh. turned it up, man. I, I, that, I had my, <laughs> my noise canceler sounds like that. I loved that scene. That like got to me. That was really good. But, anyways, that's an anime uh, differentiating factor is a pillow shot. You know, they usually they use actual you know, filmatog- filmatological filmography, you know, they're doing actual scene setup, um, whereas cartoons don't really do a lot of that uh, scene building and things like that. And there's more, but we, we don't need to drain it. We can move on. Yeah, but I hear, I get what you're saying there. I get it. I approve. So let's, uh, so James, what'd you think of this cartoon? I, <laughs> I think the cartoon was, uh, I thought it was done well. It was actually interesting to me that, so one, like the runtime with this is what, like 82-ish minutes. Um, and I'm like, okay, typical cartoon. But as I'm halfway through the movie, I it was like, I don't feel like a ton has happened yet uh, as far as like the dialogue. And so I was curious that where it was going to end up and where it was going to go. Um, at the end of the day, I really did enjoy it a lot. I thought the animation uh, was really well done, uh, especially those pillow scenes that you're discussing um, <laughs> are a lot of fun. And then, um, and even just like the, 
the introduction credits. Like sometimes it like I had to go back, like when you said there was a, a movie in 1996 and you try to think of like, I think what Jurassic Park came out that year. So like CG, like wasn't like a really big thing. So on some of the animation, you're like, okay, so is CG added to some of this or is this straight up drawn, which I choose to believe that it was. And it's really impressive. Um, so uh, I really liked it and I like the story and um, I see that there are, several different side um like either prequels or sequels or uh what what was the scream thing we came across requels um i'm sure that were (laughs) made of this uh film so i I didn't watch any of the other ones i did watch the live action one right after i watched the animation one um and we can get into that later but uh very very enjoyable i'd give you know three out of four stars kind of thing oh wow impressive most impressive most yeah, the impressive. most <laughs> impressive, impressive, most impressive Star Wars pinball. Um, yeah, Jamie, what about your thoughts? All right, so here we go. Bear with me. I'm gonna just like grab the podium for a minute. Boobs. I'm gonna take the boobs. No, no. <laughs> I'm gonna take you guys into the movie time machine because this movie did something really weird for me. It actually brought me back mentally to a very specific point in time. So. It was probably sophomore year of high school, freshman year, sophomore year of high school in a place I like to call Armando's basement. <laughs> and he was he was a <laughs> he was a buddy of mine in high school. And we um, you know, when you're a teenage boy, I think everyone thinks it's just porn and masturbation, which is mostly true, but not in this case and not what I'm talking about. So we were I was a huge video game nerd. I mean like ultimate video game nerd, and so was he. So we would just get into his basement and for hours just play I mean, like a ton of Japanese games, by the way, like Japanese publishers and distributors were my favorite. So I'm talking like Final Fantasy. I'm talking Disgaea. RPG Madness, right? RPG. Yeah. JRPG. What was was your friend's name? His name was Armando. Armando. Armando? Okay. My my Armando was Tony. Tony. (laughs) Same thing. Same time frame. Anyway, continue your story. (laughs) So so it was just a lot of that, like just sleepovers, gamings, gaming for like seriously, like six to eight hours. But we would also sprinkle in some, um, you know, like adult swim, some tsunami. So we would watch some anime shows. And I wasn't a huge anime guy, but he was. So he kind of pulled me in and was like, you should check this out or watch this. And I don't think Ghost in the Shell was ever on. This is definitely the first time I saw it. But I just... I had I wished after seeing this, I love this movie and it just seems like I wish I had this um, pop culture stepping stone back then. Like I'm, it's great that I have it now, but I really wish I'd had it back then because there's so much just about, um, you know, I, I have a little chart here. I have a little chart here. It's a do androids dream of electric sheep begets Blade Runner, which begets Ghost in the Shell, which begets the Matrix, which begets Altered Carbon. So it's like you see all of these like neo-noir sci-fi movies influencing each other and. Um, yeah, like I said, it just brought me back to when I was 15 in a buddy's basement because we didn't have a car to go hang out with friends or girls. And But we got really into, you know, sci-fi and all of the JRPGs and, you know, like technology. What what does it mean? And all of the, you know, philosophical conversations you have at two in the morning after hours of playing video games. I'm happy that you brought up the electric sheep, though, Jamie, because the whole time I was watching this, it was kind of a what came first, like Blade Runner or the egg kind of thing. Like when I'm watching, (laughs) Um, which it was very clear that they took um, like somebody respected Blade Runner very much. So to make this world, but uh, because I think the manga, did I say it right? Um, Was created in 89. 
Um, and so I like, it leads me to believe that Blade Runner, um, was an influence on how this, like what kind of world they're living in. Um, but yeah, it was kind of fun. And uh, then also, yes, watching the live action, they like went straight for it with, uh, like it, they basically could have just made this a Blade Runner, uh, not even a prequel, but just like it's in that world in some way. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it was still fun though. It was cool that they did it. I mean, it's a fun world. It made me want to, after watching this, it made me want to dive into that black Lotus, um, Blade Runner show. I did it, yeah. but it makes me want yeah. to though now. Was that was that on Amazon? Is that like a series? Like kind of like I, a it's a series the... and I think it was on HBO right now. I don't know what it was on before, but I think it just showed up on HBO. But I think it's yeah. a ten episode series. I think each episode's Wait, like an is hour. That White Lotus or Black Lotus? I swear to God it's called Black Lotus. Um I'll I'll look up while you guys are chatting. Yeah, what'd you think, Casey? I know I think you said this this is was this on your kind of list of uh anime films that you yeah yeah absolutely so uh i'd never seen this before um this and akira are probably the two remaining anime films that i need that i need to see on my uh, <laughs> bucket list of, of anime films <laughs> that nice. uh, obviously the the ghiblis uh, all the ghiblis are on my list as well i need to watch those i'm i don't want to say i'm saving them to watch with my kids but uh, my wife is not really into anything anything animated um she did she did enjoy into this i know she, i i forced her to watch uh into the spider verse um and she thought that was good uh but other than that uh, i think it would be tough to get her to watch a ghibli even though they're they're amazing so my first go of this and uh i i like it a lot um i think i actually went into it and didn't fully understand or maybe didn't really grasp um, uh, what's the main character? Kusanagi, I believe is her last name. Major, major something. Major, major, major something. Kusanagi, I believe is her last name. Um, I didn't really grasp her origin. I wasn't a hundred percent sure if she was an entirely like an entire original cyborg where you know she's pure programming. Um, and that's why she was having, you know, these these existential crises and like trying to understand, you know, how to you know, these philosophical debates with herself of, you know, am, who am I? Am I really this this being? Am I anything more than what's inside? You know, anything more than my consciousness, et cetera, et cetera. I wasn't sure if that was because she was in, in fact originally AI or if she was a human uh, that was, you know, built, you know, had parts built um so i think that affected my original watch of it um i and since then i have learned that uh, she is an entirely cyborg being but has the uh, ghost of a real human implanted into her synthetic brain um i don't know where that's explained (laughs) i learned that through other things that i've since consumed um i don't know if i just missed it or if i'm dense and didn't pick up on it either way um yeah, I think they that, try to I, show that through that intro with like the the like some of the yep. like that's like her like actually being made from the um whatever tech company that was that makes the synthetic bodies and kind of how they, they show systems. like the yeah where they show like then the whatever it looks like a brain the cybernetic brain that mm-hmm. it shows like the scans which looks like the scans of like a real human brain but it's all digital so the idea that's like the digital imprint of of her ghost that gets downloaded into that. But 
I, I was, yeah, but I yeah, was you have to stuck because I wasn't sure if that was her that they were making or if that was the puppet master being created because then that was also a synthetic being that yeah. you were then introduced to. So I think that was my own confusion. Um, you have to say like there, I mean, for me even like I do remember like the first time I watched this, like the the story was kind of hard to follow at times. There's so much like going on and like little details that after you go through like a second watch and multiple watches of it, of it, you start to pick up on these little details that are really cool that you, the world building that's going on. But yeah, some of those mm-hmm, details, mm-hmm. I think they're just implied or they might be coming from the, the manga too, which doesn't get translated into the, the film, but sure. Sure. Well, I mean, either way, um, I mean, ultimately, I thought this is a fantastic film, especially now, you know, I probably would have given it a three and a half walking away from it. But now that I've done, you know, some more deep diving into it and kind of wrapping my my head around the themes and uh, and kind of the, the thesis of it, um, I think that my score has actually gone up because like rewatching it and I haven't fully rewatched it, but I've rewatched it in clips and kind of reconsuming different bits of it. Um man it's uh it's it's super deep it's very heady and it's really 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 interesting i love the way that it kind of gets you thinking about you know what is you know you know either humanity or consciousness or what it is to be you know what is you know yourself you know where does that begin and where does it end you know what part of you are you you know if you your entire body is lopped off but your head is kept alive and you know in a in a tube think futurama you know i don't know if that exists yet but if you know put a head in a jar you know at what point uh, is your consciousness part of you it, it I don't know. It was just really cool. Um, it got me thinking of a lot of other philosophical things. I think we've talked mm-hmm. about um, like the ship of theses um, from WandaVision when they kind of talk through that philosophical discussion of, you know, once you've replaced different parts of yourself or this ship, at what point are you still the original? Um, I don't know. I love I love all that kind of stuff, those philosophical discussions. And obviously this was way over my head because I didn't pick up a lot of that in my first consuming of it. But obviously like through rewatches and through, um, you know, reading and reconsuming other uh, things in this, this sphere or about this um, movie, uh, you kind of get a deeper understanding of it. And uh, I don't know, super good. I have a lot of different notes about it. I don't think I need mm-hmm. to drain all of those. Um, I think I went into it, especially in my first watch. This is, I guess I'll end on this. My first watch. Um, I'm, I'm a weirdo, right? I think gratuitous nudity for the sake of just nudity is, is silly. Um, it's actually what kept me away from Game of Thrones and I'll probably never watch it because it's just so long and I haven't watched it. Um, but the first couple seasons felt just like, you know, softcore porn. So I was like, I'm not going to watch that. And I kind of got that vibe from this. Uh, and I think Chad or someone said something in the chat like, oh, it's 90s. So of course, boobs, right? Um, but I think there's a deeper meaning to some of the nudity and i think it really it, it tells a lot uh, uh and it helps out with the character building because it's specifically with kusanagi uh she doesn't care uh she doesn't care that she's naked right ever she doesn't mm-hmm. see herself as being nude and i think that's a really deep symbolism that she feels way more you know machine than she does human she doesn't feel like that's a sexual thing she, it doesn't matter to her she, because she is just her consciousness her body is merely a vessel a shell 
uh, for her to kind of control and, 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 and use. And that's, it's nothing more than that. And so I think while the, the, the nudity felt gratuitous up front, I think it does such a, a crazy good job of kind of illustrating and just showing that without telling that, um, that clear separation of humanity or, or herself or her ghost from, mm-hmm. from the shell itself, which is in fact the name. So they put it right in my face and tried to tell me and I couldn't see it. And it took right. a lot of right. regurgitating and rewatching <laughs> to understand it. But man, I think it's, it's because of all those things and the deep twines and how, how interconnected all of it is and how thoughtful it all is. Um, I, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's a phenomenal film. I, I'd probably have to give it a four or four and a half out of five. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love the, the themes that this go around. It was making me think of, um, you know, when they talk about like your ghost and how like you become more like machine, how you kind of lose yourself. I was like, Oh, I was trying to apply like, like how much of this is kind of happening today. And it made me think of like, Oh, how like so many people are attached to like their phones and like their ghost being like their presence online. But like how much of that is actually, like who they are, like what are they as a like a real person versus like their like online um, uh, avatar, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do have to say when I first saw this, I it really a lot of it went over my head. I saw it Same. right after it came out, probably so around like ninety six, ninety seven. Um, but yeah, it was. <clears throat> every every time I watch it, I get something a little bit different out of it. And I think that kind of speaks to how well it's done. I think even like some of the animation stuff doesn't look as like, it doesn't pop to me as much as I remember it um, back in the day. But I know James, you're saying about just like if this, how much of this is animated, is there any like CGI? And that's where I think they do a really good job because there is CGI in this but it's from what I've read and, and heard it's, it's used like sparingly. So like the, what, like the GPS scenes where it's like tracking the vehicle. So it's like the triangle, like going through like the streets of Tokyo. Right. Like, that's where that's, the pieces where I thought it might be, but I that just is. Sure. And like, then they do some of the stuff with, uh, which are really like cool the, shots too. The where, brain on like, the computer or something. Yeah. Like that. And um, I think like the open and credit scene too, that's very like matrixy yeah. with like the digits coming together. And that what, that was a uh, computer created. And I think um, all the numbers were digital representations of all the people that were on the production team. Oh, okay. it was oh, like in cool. code, uh, but yeah, I'm, I've been really wanting to share this for quite a while. And I think after watching that uh, short film that you shared with us last week, James, the um, please hold, please hold or yeah it just made me think of this for some reason, something, you know, a little, again, probably a little dystopian. Um, this is a post-apocalyptic world too, or post-Holocaust, nuclear Holocaust. And I don't, I love this shit. I just eat it up, but I'm really glad you guys enjoyed it, especially you, James, for your love of cartoons. <laughs> so, <laughs> No, I know. Th- I, thanks for introducing it. It would actually, um, I feel like I've tried watching different animated features in the past and like this one didn't feel like it was a struggle for me. I was easily able to get into it. Maybe it was because it felt so Blade Runner matrixy right off the bat where I kind of got bought in. Um, So I'm not sure, but no, this one was a lot of fun. I appreciate you wanting us to do this on that note. I was like, well, wonder if this one's like 82 minutes, I wonder how long 
the live action version is and it, it was 86 minutes and uh so i gave that a whirl right after it did anybody else watch the live action one with scarlett johansson nope no i i watched maybe like the first 20 minutes or so which i think it's like the movie is like it takes bits and pieces from like this movie and like some of the uh series that came out and kind of puts them all together in this one story because i don't think the the puppet master is in the action film or live action or is it he is uh, i can't remember like that's the only problem with me watching them so close together is i'm like yeah wait was it that one or is it the animated one but no uh there is <laughs> there is that antagonist in there that i don't i can't remember what they call him the puppet master i believe they do uh so he is in it um or they are in it uh, so like it was cool because um, watching it so close together, there were certain scenes where it's like, wow, like this is a, a verbatim scene uh, like from the movie. And even mm-hmm. like I looked it up later, the opening credits in the live action is like almost a scene for scene of the opening credits of the cartoon one. And then I was reading that they were trying to do as little CG as possible in the live action one. Um, during the opening credit scene, they tried to make it as practical as they could. So oh, it looked wow. um, real. And so even that part of it where I was like, after I, after reading that, I was like, well, that is really impressive because it, it was a really cool opening scene. But um, yeah, the fact that they were using practical uh, stuff for it was just even almost more impressive. Um, but then a lot of the different scenes, like her, like at the bottom of the lake and kind of rising above and getting into the boat, like, all things like all there's a lot of different scenes in the movie that um, play just like they did in the cartoon. So in that sense, like comparing them like that, it was actually really, really cool. Um, and the movie, like in general, like I appreciate the cartoon more than I did the movie. They added some different scenes to change a little bit of the storyline and all that. But I think um, ultimately, like I was trying to read online the thing and I, I was trying to see a, if it did well. And that's when I got into the kind of the news articles about how, you know, Hollywood's whitewashing this movie and everybody's kind of against it. Um, and I don't like, and I don't want to sound ignorant to anything, but when it came to watching like that cartoon to watching Scarlett Johansson play that girl, like I am to play major. I don't really feel like the, I really never took the animation like as it needed to be uh, early that she needed to be Japanese. But then again, I watched the English dub version. So that's why, yeah. why I feel that way. Um, Otherwise, I should feel a lot different if I was reading the subtitles, I bet, and listening to um, the Japanese characters speak. And so I'd like and that I only just connected to right now as I'm like saying it out loud. I'm like, oh, okay, that's probably why, Um, because even the character um, can't even think of his name, but the the big guy with the white flat top. Yeah, Yeah. Bato. Even in that, it's like I look at that dude in the show and then in this movie, I'm like, I think he was perfectly casted like for the live action, in my own opinion. Um, And then even like the uh, and that but then as the cartoon goes, like, did I think uh, again, I'm going to mess up everybody's name because I don't remember anybody. But basically, like her boss, like the the gray haired guy. Yeah. um, yeah, like, but like he, uh, like in the cartoon, seemed like he was more Asian than the other characters to me. Uh, right. Like the way they were drawn, and in the movie, he was an Asian guy, and he spoke and he spoke uh, Japanese the whole movie. He he was subtitled, and everybody just understood what he was saying. 
Um, so I don't know. I thought the casting was pretty good and I thought the movie and even visual effects were pretty good. Uh, so, I mean, if you guys haven't seen it and you just, you know, this is still fresh in your head and you want to get a little more into it. I mean, it's only 80 minutes or 86 minutes. I'd say give it a whirl. I enjoyed it enough, um, where I didn't think that we all need to be up in arms about it, but I do. I'd like, as I talk through it, I am understanding why people would have been, but I do think this Carla Johansson, like you compare like the poster art to this poster art. I think she played it very well. Yeah, the I never really well. I mean, whatever stance you want to take this from, but I thought the the hype or the the uh, what do you call it? Whitewashing or whatever. Whitewashing stuff and that conversations like, I mean, from the bits and parts that I've seen, I mean, they really play into that world. So I mean, it's a futuristic, you know, like dystopian cyberpunk world. I I don't know, like. Whatever. I mean, to each I their think own. I think it's maybe something around, up to you to like... <clears throat> what's that? Well, I, th- I think around the same time that that controversy was happening, there was also a controversy around a, a cis person portraying a trans person in either film or movie. And I think that is a lot more of a representation issue. Like, you know, why can't you just have an actual trans person play that person? Um... I think that's maybe why this got lumped into that outrage. Cause I think there was a similar issue. Was that the, was, oh, was it that the same time? time? Was that Eddie Redmayne? I don't remember. I just recall this not being the primary issue at the time. Uh, the whitewashing of this role. Uh, and I could be wrong. Um, but I, I remember there being another issue at the same time. Yeah. I mean, well, do I agree? Like we have far too many white actors in Hollywood. You're damn right. We do. <laughs> let's get some, let's get some diversity <laughs> on film. I'm totally on board with that. I just didn't understand like why people were upset about the specific casting um, of this role, but like, and yeah, I don't know, but you're right. Yeah, There's that's right. You're right that... too. Yeah. You're right too, James. Like the, um, this is like a situation where I think you could say like both answers are correct. Um, Like you said, like there is a lack of, diversity in higher in Hollywood, especially like in like these big motion pictures. And that probably comes down to how film gets funded. You know, it's like big, huge production companies. And like, you got a filmmaker, like if they want to get money to make a film, they're more likely going to get it. If they say they got, you know, this a list talent on it versus maybe somebody we haven't heard of yet. Or if it's like a, a, a production company that has like, depending on how diverse their board is. Like if they see, if they don't see familiar names that aren't getting out there already, then it's going to be more difficult for them to actually get other talent that isn't white um, on film. So it's kind of like the, the way of, does that make sense? Like the, the industry, this is, I get it. And what I, so like that just leads me to think that like we need somebody to create a movie, like in that uh, sense of like, you know, Get it a director like Tarantino, like get a high, like a name that like we all respect and love. But then right. when it comes to the cast, like it could probably a be whoever the F he wants. Or if we need some sort of star power where it's like, and Leonardo DiCaprio picked this guy, Hamus O'Reilly. Like what the hell? <laughs> like, it, like it's like it's casted by like we picked actors, uh, big uh, names to pick people that they thought were capable of the parts or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah. Just. 
and like we're like hey like my name is brad pitt and you have my endorsement <laughs> like whatever that is <laughs> by the way that was not a brad pitt impression i don't know what that was but <laughs> sounded good actually that was good <laughs> well and not to the waters or put my foot in my mouth but i think this movie does make it complicated do they not because we're wrestling with gender with you know there's clearly mm-hmm. lots yeah. true, of animated true. breasts but yep. they're not sexual and there's male consciousness there's female consciousness they're talking about reproducing and creating like a child consciousness so it's there are no definitive answers so i think it's fully reasonable to speculate on all of it there you know is what a, i mean there is this just was made me think about this uh jamie is that um i watched some parts you know in the dub and then I watched the the subtitles as, as well and like the scene at the beginning where uh Batu is like what's wrong you have all the static in your head or something like that before she busts in and kills everybody with like the, the the camouflage armor and uh um, yep. in the subtitle the Japanese subtitle it says or in the the I'm sorry in the dub she says like oh it's something I don't know like just the static in my brain or something like that. But in the Japanese subtitle, it says, Oh, maybe it's, it's that time of the month, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, oh wow. Really? I missed really? that. <laughs> yeah. And then later, um, Batu is like talking to like the, the head Japanese guy. I can't remember his name, but he's like talking about like how crazy she's gotten, you know, kind of like him alluding to maybe it's based off that comment earlier, but that's some things that are kind of missed in the, the English dub that you don't don't get but again it just kind of wrestles too with those same things that you were just talking about Jamie yeah well and has has anyone seen Altered Carbon that Netflix show no mm-hmm. well it was based I, off a movie wasn't it there was a movie Altered Carbon with Keanu Reeves oh I didn't know that okay. I didn't know that yeah, either that's, and that's no, where it came first it. it was like a cell shaded film right because the, the show is cell shaded isn't it that I like don't know. I traced. It, I oh, think like it's I think it's live action. Yeah, it's no, no I, it's live action with like a tracing over it, like a weird animated okay. like outlining. I don't know. Is it straight up live action or does it oh, look slightly you're weird talking, or CGI? Yeah, are you just thinking with Keanu Reeves? Are you talking about Waking Life? Is that what that is? Am I or no? Um, I'm thinking of the series with Anthony Mackie where they like shed different skins, like they implant their consciousness into different bodies. I haven't seen it. I only saw the trailer, but I got serious Ghost in the Shell vibes because they're like their skin is rented and they can take their consciousness and put it into a different skin kind of thing. I don't know if this would be more helpful if any of us had seen it. No, I'm I'm looking. The posters look cool for it. But yeah, I see like for sure some. Sorry, I'm confusing with here. a scanner darkly. Scanner a darkly. scanner darkly. Oh, yes, yeah, that's I was trying to look it up. I couldn't get there fast. Yeah, so that one has the same like animation styles like a waking life too, that same thing where yes. it's like they animated like over like the filming of it mm-hmm. or some weird thing, but which is scanner darkly. If I'm uh, is another Philip K. Dick uh, short story, by the way. Yes, it is. Man, Philip K. Dick, man, he's all over the place. I'm watching uh man at the high, or uh, man, man at, at the, the high castle. castle. Yeah. Man in the high castle <laughs> just started, uh, just finished season one. So, Oh man, the first two seasons of that show are so good. And I it's feel one like of the, it really yeah. like kind of goes off the rails, but 
<laughs> it's one of those like where I'm get like I'm like okay, so this has got to be the situation that's happening, and then of course I just finished season one, and I'm like, of course it is, and you know what? I should have got there faster with everything being a multi multiverse these freaking days. <laughs> well, yeah, but that show's been out for like. Oh, a long time. Yeah. Long like, time, so I'm sure yeah. at the time it probably blew everyone's mind. Yeah. Uh, but it reminded me of if anybody watched uh, Fringe, uh, that's how like season yep. one of Fringe ended too. Oh, yep. Major, major Fringe vibes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, we can get back to. So uh, Altered Carbon. I, I didn't have anything more to say. I just. <laughs> I, no, I was wondering if anyone else had seen it just to kind of give me some more info on it. But no, I, but uh, I have That sounds like a, a watch list thing. huh? Yeah, I'm definitely going to add that. Um, cool. One thing I did. Uh, sorry, that was in live action that made me think of it after this topic was uh, one. They try to reiterate probably about 30 to 40 times in this in the live action that like what the ghost is and what they mean by ghost in the shell, like referencing the ghost as like the mind and the spirit and the soul. Um, and like, and they reference it. Like, so if they ever talk about the ghost, they don't just leave it alone. They have to dive deep into like what they mean by ghost every time they bring it up. Cause I feel like they must've thought that the cartoon uh, didn't bring that up enough of like what that was. It might've confused people. I guess I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but in the movie, they do say like basically that she's got a human brain and everything else about her is uh, bionic. Um, so they do specify that specifically to even to the point where they explain why ScarJo looks the way she is in the sense of like, not that like she, is white Scarlett Johansson, but they talk about how she like they or she goes and finds major finds her mother, like her actual mother and her mom recognizes her because of like, or she recognizes her mom because of her eyes or vice versa. And because uh, ScarJo has the same brain and feelings like uh, that, like light up towards um, her mother. And like, so it's like, Oh no, your little girl didn't die. This is, she just got, taken away and her brain survived oh. and now i'm in this robot shell um cool. so speaking of do... little girl yeah talk about that. yeah <laughs> what what do you think of the ending that one was tough i my my best instinct was because uh, i i need to watch it again because like you guys i caught some stuff but was lost for a ton of it i i just interpreted that as um you know what is human what is technology will all of them want to reproduce and I, I thought it was cool how they talked about the virus because you think about ai being all scary and taking over the world and then you remember oh they're susceptible to viruses just like human beings so and they bring that up in the movie so i i just read mm -hmm. it as they just wanted to create life just like anything else and maybe that's what makes i i don't know i don't even want to say human because they're not human but and they wanted that, to dream of electric sheep exactly <laughs> thank you <laughs> I think that was actually part of the reason that I was so into this film. It was kind of the ending because that was really the the big kind of philosophical debate kind of coming to a climax because it was the whole movie was about, uh, you know, Kusanagi uh, major uh, just struggling with like, who am I? You know, where do I live? How do I how do I evolve? What is what is my purpose? You know, who am I uh, other than just this shell that I'm in and this 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 uploaded consciousness and then now she's so she's you know has the memories 
of a human, right? She she was born at one point. She she has the the uh, and she could die, right? That she, she is in this this limited capacity body, and now then she's you know thrown up against this the puppet master who is like the opposite, right? She it, it the puppet master he or she or it is they are a consciousness born from like the vast sea of data. Like how crazy is that? It's just like consciousness born from information. And so it, yes. it has literally nothing of humanity. It comes from the polar opposite of where Kusanagi came from. And so I, th- I think that's why that's what really got me into this uh, after, you know, digesting all this after the fact was this end scene where you've got this, this, this soul that was born of nothing, this soul that was created from data meeting with this other consciousness that came from a body, a soul that was, that came from a different experience. And, and the puppet master proposes, let's, we're not here to fight. Like the puppet master isn't even like a bad thing in the end. It says we, I want to evolve. You are looking to evolve. Let's evolve together. Let's, let's, combine and let's create a new life entity it's just so crazy like let's let's create this new thing that has never been Mm -hmm. created and 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 even convinces her right because she's like oh i don't want to lose who i am and he's like bullshit like we're both gonna win here like we're both gonna get better this is crazy and that's why i love that and i actually love the ending because then it's and it's so funny because what's his face uh Bateau was like, uh, sorry, black market. All you get is a kid, but it's so yeah. damn perfect that they're reborn <laughs> as a kid Yeah, because as they walk away, I don't remember what she says. She says like, what now? She has like a conversation with herself alluding to both of the consciousnesses mm-hmm. being like, and her voice changes. Yeah. It, oh, it's just, I think I thought it was perfect. I thought it was a great revelation to kind of end the whole thing. And, and what a refreshing like film there like the bad guy was neither of them there was no who who was the mm-hmm. antagonist here other than society and the world that we live in you know well, it was the, like the baddest the, of it the corporation right it was kind yeah. of they just were trying to get their product back yeah <laughs> you know well, like and, and what is the one of it was like section nine and section four and it's basically what the cia versus the fbi right it's different branches of government and yeah, it just shows like the the, the, the Security fatalism like a, of bureaucracy, right? It's, yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, there are some yeah. cool clips in there too. They're talking about like uh, uh, they they still claim that they're the freedom loving democracy of the past and shit like mm-hmm, that. Just mm-hmm. kind of this this uh, this uh, tell on like Western power and stuff like that. But what were you gonna say, James? I was just gonna say I think you would dig on the live action that uh, the puppet master. Like he's kind of this you know, almost broken version of major uh, where he was like the original and it didn't work out. So like he's slightly uh, flawed in his coding, if you will. And so at times when he's talking, he goes full Max Hedron on you. Oh, like, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's exactly where they go <laughs> with it. Max Hedron. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those, like it happens and you're like, whoa, did that? And then he does it again later. And it's, it's pretty fluid and it, and it plays. Um, but I don't know, like I said, go with low expectations. And it, I thought it was very enjoyable, especially like I said, just watching right after the original one, because there yeah. is so many similarities where you could tell that the director like really appreciated the first one and like wanted to try to get it as, you know, clearly the story switches a bit, um, mm-hmm. to, for audiences, but the way the scenes are shot and some of the, um, 
CG or animation, if you will, is pretty spot on. It's fun. Yeah, I watched it up through like the the uh, geisha girl. Yeah, the uh, robot geisha. Yeah, (laughs) which actually I when I was reading like uh, that part, the geishas were actual robots, not CG, apparently. Like minus like the faces were of uh, robots. So like when they were the faces were moving. Yeah. And then the actresses all went through, you know, geisha school and whatnot. But (laughs) yeah, that part looked really good. That was cool. All right. Final thoughts before we uh, I thought maybe before we go, we can plug a show quick that you guys are watching and then we'll send off. We'll be done for the evening. What do you guys got? Got a show you want to plug? I'll just plug Man in the High Castle like I was talking about earlier. For those who don't know, it's uh, kind of this alternate universe where uh, Japan and Germany won World War II. And it's kind of what America looks like uh, with that happening. And shenanigans happen from there. Um, And there's a little bit more sci-fi element to it where they're getting films uh of america winning the war uh, which is like building this resistance uh yet they don't explain like what does this mean <laughs> through all season one or where are we getting these uh propaganda films like this didn't happen how could this not exist but it's basically yeah uh japan and germany won the war and they uh created an atom bomb uh they and they bombed uh i think they say they bombed In like New- dc, DC and that, yeah yeah bomb dc and that's how they won Instead of like how we bombed them, they bombed us and they in turn won the war. Yeah, US is like split up between uh like the Germany Pacific and yeah, the Pacific and like Japan. Asian states and then of there's this like uh, and, yeah. like the center part. Pretty much where like the Rocky Mountains are is like the neutral zone, neutral zone or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, the other like New York is like I mean it's like they have like uh the New York uh like so it's like do you like the third Reich of Long Island? Like, I don't know, like they just like uh, Nazi out these names and stuff like that. And everyone's still running around in Nazi uniforms and all this. And it's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I like those kind of uh, those storylines of what ifs alternate history. Yep. So that's my show. Cool. Casey, you got a YouTube channel you want to plug? Oh, man, I've got so much. First of all, uh Let's just pick shout one. out to well, I gotta say, <laughs> Wisecrack was the channel that I watched a the philosophy of Ghost in the Shell. So I have to give a, a shout out to that because that's where I, I did a lot of my digesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Great, great show there. Um, but no, the uh, my I guess my YouTube recommendation is I don't know. Uh, I was I don't know who Chris Chris Gethard is. I've never watched his show before, but I randomly was shown a clip of uh, some other people that I really enjoy: Paul Shear and Jason Manzukis. They're actors, comedians from you know UCB in Chicago, but they were both on the League, a show that I really enjoyed. And Jason Manzukis is in a bunch of podcasts that I really enjoy, um, and and he's been guests you know guest hosts on other pods I enjoy. I just he's generally hilarious um and chaotic everywhere he is and there's an episode of the chris gethard show season two episode nine on youtube with paul Shear and jason manzoukas called one man's trash and it's 43 minutes of what i think is just kind of non-stop kind of chaos and and i found myself gut laughing a lot throughout watching a lot of that so that's my plug uh for for youtube okay anything jamie 
case your YouTube recommendations have never steered me wrong, as I've said before, so I will be watching that. Um, yeah, broken record here for the third episode. I'm, I'm still watching Euphoria. I'm taking it an episode at a time. Still love that show. I just finished season one. No spoilers, but let's just say when Rue puts on her sweatshirt in the final episode, if you know, you know, I was not quite a puddle, but it was close. God, I love that show. I'm so happy it exists. So I'm still watching and loving Euphoria. Chad? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to step on Casey's uh, YouTube channel plays here and um I have a YouTube channel recommendation. Yes. I I go down this just I love uh I love pop culture when it comes to like American pop culture and just like you know being kind of nostalgic too about my past and so I've been watching this it's called Dave's Archives and it's nothing but like um just hours of old retro like tv commercials and that's all it is <laughs> yes from like the 80s and 90s so oh dude this looks so good i'm, I'm watching this all the way tomorrow this looks awesome <laughs> yeah it's really good so check that out um all right well thank you guys this was a great conversation um but before we go, I want to thank everybody for downloading this episode of Movie Time Machine. Remember, new episodes uh, drop on Mondays in case I forget to post it like I did this week. But uh, you can message us and follow us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod. So thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Yeah. Bye. See you.